I want it your real estate resource. Welcome to Your Real Estate Resource, a show dedicated entirely to the subject of real estate. I'm Steve Ravithis. I'm uh, the broker owner of Ravithis Realty, and I've been selling and managing agents for over a decade now. Your Real Estate Resource is a show really dedicated to bringing on uh, experts in their fields um, so we can get some honest answers to some of the most common questions in the real estate related industries. So today we're lucky enough to have attorney Eric Kornblum. Uh, Eric was uh, born in Brooklyn, New York. He received his bachelor's degree from the State University of New York at Binghamton, 1989, and his Juris Doctorate Law degree from Winnick, now WinU, in 1992. He formed the law office of Eric Kornblum in 2000, and he concentrates his practice on debt resolution strategies, including bankruptcy for consumer debtors. His office is recognized as a debt relief agency, and he helps people file for bankruptcy relief under the bankruptcy code. You sound pretty important, man. Well, I don't want to sound that important, but <laughs> I get a lot of uh, benefits in helping people save their assets. Yeah, it's. Um, I'm sure this is a tough uh, position for a lot of people to be in, um, but uh, there's some ties to real estate here. So I wanted to get some kind of maybe some misconceptions uh, out there and, uh, and talk about some of the most common questions that you get. So I think the first one that we'd like to start with will be, you know, am I going to lose my house, my car, my retirement if I file? Well, no, not not really. Actually, the, the goal of filing bankruptcy is to help people keep their assets. And many times I'll have people call me up hours before foreclosure sale, not knowing what, just uh, I'm the Hail Mary pass basically. Yeah. And they will, we've gotten people in and we've filed bankruptcies with minutes and seconds to spare and stop the foreclosure and put them on a track to help them keep and save their house. Now, that that's extreme, but most people, when they come in to discuss their finances, their debts, their assets, we look with an eye to keeping all the assets and seeing how can we eliminate or reduce substantially their debt. So the goal is keep the stuff, eliminate debt. Beautiful. Um, what about their credit? If I file for bankruptcy, I'm sure most people are going to be concerned about that. You know, it, it could probably be a little bit embarrassing, I would assume, you know, for a lot of people, but probably in a lot of people's best interest. But what's it going to do to their credit? Sure. You know, th those are the top two questions. Will I lose my stuff and what's it going to do to my credit? And frankly, most people, when they're sitting in my office, they've had enough bad things happening that their credit's already pretty well tanked. Okay. And, uh, you know, maybe circling the toilet and... Uh, when we sit down, we talk about getting them out of debt and getting them back on track again. And sometimes a bankruptcy filing can actually help a credit score because we're eliminating a whole bunch of debt. So the, the debt to income level is different. But then I have a special program that I've partnered up with where after the bankruptcy is done, I then enroll my clients in this program to teach them how to obtain credit and rebuild their credit after something devastating like a foreclosure or a bankruptcy so that moving forward they have the tools to get to a good credit score in a shorter amount of time so that that bankruptcy sitting on the credit report doesn't really affect them yeah. and, and the thing about credit is if you don't have good credit everything costs more and it, it becomes harder and harder to get to a good place financially so i i feel 
I feel it's incumbent on me to not only help wipe the slate clean, but then give them tools to help them proceed on into a better direction. Yeah, that, that's amazing that you're doing that. Uh, we had talked briefly before the show, and that's not even something that I realized that you did. But I, I would equate it to somebody that gets their stomach stapled or something. You know, they, they get this uh, weight reduction, but nobody puts them on the right plan after. And then what's going to happen? They're just going to put the weight right back on. Exactly. Right? It's the same concept. Yes. So, um, what? okay, so I file... Okay, and can I ever buy a house or a car again, or how long is it going to take me? Certainly. Um, it used to be a common misconception as well. If you file bankruptcy, you'll never buy a house, you'll never get a car. I've had people get car loans right after their bankruptcy. I mean, yeah. the, the day after their bankruptcy, they got a car loan. Now, they didn't get 0% financing, sure. but they were still able to get a car loan, and they didn't have to borrow money from some shady character in an alley somewhere. Um, as far as buying a house, sometimes I think it depends on what what uh, mortgage program or financing, but it could be a year and a half or two years after a bankruptcy filing before they're able to buy a house. Now, as you well know, they need to make sure they have a down payment, they have a job, they have their credit in a better shot. Sure. So there are other factors that might impair their ability to buy the house, not so much just the bankruptcy. But um, bankruptcy alone should not impede anyone from... Uh, obtaining assets down the road. And that's especially why I, I hooked them up with that uh, credit rebuilding course so that we're, we're trying to get rid of any um, reasons to be denied credit in the future. Yeah. Um, I'm married. I file. Am I, am I filing by myself? Is it a joint? You know, how, how does that... Sure. Well, to give you a good lawyer answer, it depends. Okay. Uh, every situation is different. And just because you are married does not mean that your spouse has to file bankruptcy with you. Okay. But many times there's joint debt. And if we file bankruptcy for one spouse, well, the creditor's going to come after the other spouse after a while. And the household money is still going out the door to that credit, uh, to that creditor. Now, in some circumstances, maybe one spouse doesn't have that much debt. Or the thought is, that debt is manageable and we get rid of most of the debt on one spouse and so this way the other spouse credit can be didn't tank so far down and can move ahead easier but the filing fees for a bankruptcy case is no different if you're married as opposed to a single bankruptcy and for some people that were married and I suggest that they both filed but somebody was adamant that they didn't um, the sad part was a year and a half, two years later, that spouse came back to me and said, things have gotten worse, now I have to file. Right. So they had to incur two different bankruptcy filings and fees and a longer process of rebuilding. Yeah, that could, that could be difficult and straining for sure. So let's talk about those costs then, right? Okay. What does it cost? Uh, if I'm already in a tough position, where am I gonna come up with that money? I know you're a nice guy and you want to help people. I'm assuming you don't do this for free. So how, how does it? How does the payments work, et cetera? Sure. Well, it's, a, it's a great question because people call up all the time and say, how much for a Chapter 7 bankruptcy? Or how much? And I tell them, it's not like you're ordering a pizza or yeah. you know, it's not a Chevy. It's every case depends on what's involved. And while there might be a certain range, you know, when I sit and analyze somebody's finance, their assets and their debts, in some situations, it doesn't warrant a the full fee, yeah, because 
of certain ex, uh, certain circumstances that I feel uh, deserve a discount, or I know that I don't have to do as much work in a particular case, so I will I will discount the fee accordingly. And many times when people come in to see me, they're still paying money towards the credit cards or some other debts that will be eliminated in the bankruptcy. So it's a matter of well, that money you'd be paying the credit card that's okay. really not getting you anywhere. Right can be directed towards my office and pays the bankruptcy fees and the filing fees for our case. Um, for other people, what we do is we can set them up on a payment plan. And while they're getting, there's a lot of documents that we need for a bankruptcy filing. Um, while they're gathering their documents and they're getting us paid, we're holding creditors off. Sometimes we've stopped lawsuits. So we've, we've been able to help people see that light that's at the end of the tunnel. Yep. Um, and they get a little glimpse or taste of it but we're working and moving forward to do that. Whereas I know there's other law firms that will say, well, when you come up with the money and the paperwork, then you can come and see us and we'll right. help you. So we start working with people to, to bring them through the process early on. Okay. Um, you mentioned some documents. You want to just, at a high level, you don't have to name every document. What documents should people be prepared to bring or have access to? Okay, well, when they first, when someone first meets with me, I, I don't want to set a high bar to entry. So if people have their bills with them or a pay stub, that's fine. But initially, my first consultation, um, we make it a free consultation even. So we're just going to have a discussion about what's going on, what the finances are, what your income is, what your debts are, and your assets. And at that point, we'll map out a strategy and a game plan, depending on what option there is sure. available. And if we're filing a bankruptcy case, I, I have a sheet that basically gives them a homework list. And essentially, it's pay stubs for like a six-month period before we file the bankruptcy case, tax returns, credit reports. And we actually give, fill out a form so they can get free credit reports okay. um, by mail um, that any other bills or letters they've gotten from creditors, uh, bank statements, things that are all within everyone's grasp. You know, we don't need people to write, uh, rewrite the Declaration of Independence for us or, or come up with the big trees. It's documents that they should have or be able to obtain without too much difficulty. So if I heard you correctly, you're going to do a, a free initial consultation. How long is that going to take? Well, it takes as long as it takes. Uh, I don't mean to be facetious about that, yeah. but... When I sit down and talk with people, I'm trying to figure out what's going on in their world, what their assets are, what their liabilities are, their debts, what's pressing, what has gone on, what their income is. So there's a lot of things that I need to look into. And I, as I'm asking them these questions, I'm thinking about different options that are available. And I start finding out about their history. And we see that it's not because people fell behind in debt. It's uh, they lost a job, they got hurt, they got divorced. And um, so it's a lot of counseling them that what they're doing is the right thing and they're actually taking positive steps to move forward. And then I try to explain what I think might be the best interest and I explain a bit of the process. So what could be a half hour consult if I was talking quickly and yep. not really asking a lot of questions may very well be a good hour almost an hour and a half. Okay. And and I feel at that time I've gone through everything pretty thoroughly and explained things, maybe confuse people too, but uh, I think 
we've done a, a good job of looking at any options there are and providing plenty of information for them. Beautiful. Well, look, we've, we've covered a lot in this first half here. Um, if people have additional questions for you or they want to do this initial free consultation, uh, how do they get in touch with you? Well, one of the easiest ways is to call the office. The phone number is 568-3900. So okay. it's 568-3900. Okay. It's 413 area code. And the office is open normal business hours, 9 to 5, but we do have an answering service that will take calls after hours, so this way they're not talking to a machine, they're talking to a, a real person that will try to actually reach me, even 9 o'clock night or midnight. Beautiful. Well, listen, guys, again, it's Steve Ravithis here. If you have any real estate-related questions, uh, feel free to reach out to me and my team at 413-998-7466. Uh, we're up against the break here, but definitely stay tuned. Um, after the break, uh, we'll have Eric back on. We're going to get to some more questions, and I think you're going to have a, a little discount here for our listeners. So I appreciate that, and uh, stay tuned. Attention, Massachusetts and Connecticut homebuyers. 2019 is shaping up to be a fantastic real estate market. I'm Steve Ravithis, I run Ravithis Realty, and we focus on Western Massachusetts and Northern Connecticut. We want to help you find your dream home and help you navigate the home buying process. Call us at 413-998-7466. That's 413-998-7466. Who you choose to work with matters, and we want to be your real estate resource. Are you thinking about selling a piece of real estate in the next three to six months, but aren't sure where to get started? I'm Steve Ravithis. I run Ravithis Realty, and we would love to talk to you about how we can position your property to get top dollar. Our team of experts can help you make the appropriate repairs, stage the property, and make the property stand out online with professional photography and videography. Please give us a call at 413-998-7466. That's 413-998-7466, and talk to one of our listing specialists. Attention Massachusetts and Connecticut homeowners, 2019 is shaping up to be a fantastic real estate market. I'm Steve Ravithis, I run Ravithis Realty, and we focus on Western Massachusetts and Northern Connecticut. Let us help you sell and get top dollar while the market's still hot. Call us at 413-998-7466. That's 413-998-7466. Who you choose to work with matters, and we wanna be your real estate resource. Are you thinking about purchasing real estate in the next three to six months, but aren't sure where to get started? I'm Steve Ravithis. I run Ravithis Realty, and we love educating people about the home buying process. We want to be your real estate resource, from helping you find the properties to aligning you with the best local lenders, inspectors, and attorneys to facilitate your transaction. Please give us a call at 413-998-7466. That's 413-998-7466, and talk to one of our buyer specialists. Welcome back to Your Real Estate Resource. I'm Steve Ravithis, Ravithis Realty. We're here with Eric Kornblum. Eric, so good to have you. The first half was amazing. I know we got a, a lot more questions to get through, so let's get right after it here. Be happy to. So um, I'm thinking about filing, but I know there's like some credit counseling. There's some debt management companies out there. Should I look into that first? Should I talk to you first? What do I do? You know, there's a whole lot of different options out there for people, and Many times people come to see me, they've already tried the debt management or credit counseling agencies out there. And if they're coming to me, they didn't have much good success. Okay. You know, the, the typical theory is that they're going to manage their debts and 
be able to lower the interest rates and come up with a, a, a payment plan for them. But you got to remember that those companies, they have to get paid as well. Mm -hmm. So that's there. And sometimes a creditor will not agree to work with those companies. And besides that, uh, they don't. those companies don't typically do a financial analysis to see what is affordable. I mean, the payment they set up may be less than the regular credit card payments, but it's still not really an affordable payment. And I've had people come in and tell me that uh, their rent check bounced or their car payment bounced because money was taken out of their account to pay these, these bills. And invariably, their credit still suffers and the, the creditors can still file lawsuits or otherwise go after them. So for many people that I see, it's, it's a step that they take before they come and see me. And they say, I wish I would have met you sooner because I could have saved some money in aggravation. Yeah. I got to imagine, though, that industry is just like any other industry where there's probably some good companies out there and some bad companies. So is there a situation where somebody might come to you? They've tried some of these companies. You look at which ones they use and you say, you know what? I don't think you got to go down the bankruptcy route. Maybe if you try this company, they're really good at X. It would fit your scenario really well. Does that happen? Or? You know, I see all these companies might not be intentionally evil, yeah. but uh, sometimes... It's just not a real good fit. Uh, and I will sometimes, in certain circumstances where if people face losing some assets, if we file bankruptcy, I will, in, again, encourage that. There's a, a local company in Agawam that, that does this. And uh, or we'll look at maybe we can do some other options for them, which might include negotiating a debt settlement. Or uh, I'll suggest maybe they try to do debt consolidation. So there's a number of different factors. But... Some of those companies that advertise late at night and it's not a local company, but they're willing to take your money, I, I might think a couple times before doing that. Yeah. What about like the length of this whole process, right? I mean, from the time I come and see you, let's say bankruptcy is my best option. How long are we are we talking before paperwork's done and, and, and I've fought, you know? A lot of that really relies on or depends on how quickly clients can get paperwork to me. And as I was mentioning earlier, we had somebody that called at 9.30 in the morning, first time I ever heard from him, that had an 11 o'clock foreclosure. So we got him in the office, and we, I had my paralegal and my assistant researching things and getting other assets together, and yet we were still able to get everything together and get his case filed, an emergency case filed, by before 11 o'clock in the morning. Wow. Okay, yeah, that's that's the extreme. That's why I don't have hair. But, um <laughs> For the most part, we give people the the paperwork. We give them their homework list and tell them this is what we need. We get them on a payment schedule for me. And the average it might take a couple, three months for somebody to have all their documents together, get that to us, and we can then quickly prepare the, the paperwork we need to file and get them into review, sign the documents, and get it filed with the court. Okay. So now I filed. How long before I, like, what, do I get a result or there's a... Like... Well, there's two different types of bankruptcy. Two typical bankruptcies that consumers file. Chapter 7 or Chapter 13. There's other bankruptcy cases out there, but these are the predominant ones. A Chapter 7 case is pretty quick. From filing the bankruptcy case until being done and receiving what we call a discharge, which eliminates the debt, is about 
three to four months. Okay. Three to four months. Whereas a chapter 13, which is a reorganization plan, and that helps people get caught up on, let's say, mortgage arrears, get caught up on a car, uh, taxes, child support, a lot of different things. Um, that could be a three to five year process. But in the meantime, they're working, they're making their payments, and they're they're rebuilding their life. And ultimately, they will get a discharge, which discharges their debts, and um, then they can move on with their life and start the rebuilding process. Now, I assume I don't just file and I automatically get it, right? So is there like a success rate or something that, you know, how does that work? I filed my bankruptcy, and you're telling me three to four months, and... What happens is there's a meeting, there's... Even though it's a bankruptcy court, most people that file a bankruptcy case do not see the judge or even step foot in the courthouse. Okay. There are trustees that are appointed to oversee or administer the cases. And there's there's a meeting that the client has to have where I will meet with the client in Springfield, typically, with the trustee. And it's just in an office building. The meeting actually takes maybe five to ten minutes, although, like anything else, we could be waiting for half an hour sure. or an hour. But that's just part of the process, and we usually have a good sense of if we have to get other documents filed, or we can get a sense of how the case is moving along for people. Okay. And, but success rate, I mean... Success rate? Well, I, mean, my, I would my... say most... Chapter 7 cases, success rate is you know very close to 100% that people get their discharges. Okay. It's when they've been hiding things or doing something nefarious that the consequences you know rear their heads and, and they don't succeed. In Chapter 7, it's not so much will I get a discharge or not, it's will I keep my assets. Okay. And if people undervalue their assets or hid things. Now, I have to do a certain amount of due diligence. So I've there are times where I've found assets that people didn't tell me about. Okay. And we do that before the case gets filed because I don't want any surprises. However, there are times where people did misrepresent things or hid things, and it all came out in the end, and it didn't go the way we wanted it to go, so to speak. But they were still able to stop creditors from coming after them, and we still eventually got them a discharge. Okay. Chapter 13 cases, because it's a three- to five-year process, the success rate isn't that great. Because many times, uh, situations that put people in the Chapter 13 are still there. Um, the income problems, maybe they get laid off, maybe they don't have overtime, maybe they're uh, not receiving child support or alimony payments, and they're just not able to, to get caught up and make payments on everything. So sometimes those don't succeed. But there's other options. With, you know, I like to look at bankruptcy, especially Chapter 13, is if you're sailing a boat and the winds die, yeah. well, you have got to move your sails or something, you know, otherwise you're stuck in the middle of a lake. Okay. So we don't want anyone stuck. We want to find the best particular option for that individual in the circumstance that they find themselves in. Uh, and so as opposed to not doing anything, right. you've got a, a great success rate. Um, are people going to know that I filed? Or is this something that I can, you know, my neighbor's going to find out, my, my, my coworkers... Yeah. While bankruptcy is public record, and I think it gets published somewhere in the newspaper, buried somewhere, usually the, the penny saver, the reminder might have it somewhere there. Business West, which is a paper that you know yep. you and I receive and uh, bankers do, it's buried in the back by the building permits and other exciting news over there. 
but will your neighbor know? Probably not. Yeah. And unless you're a celebrity or a politician, the newspapers aren't going to probably make it a front page news anyway. Uh, if somebody, you know, anyone can go to the meeting that we have with the bankruptcy trustee, but what are they going to see? They're going to see yeah. other people in the same situation. And it's usually a non-event, so it is something that's there, but it's not uh, anything that I've had experience over 26 years of being a problem, that it's been public record. And, and I, let's say I file, uh, everything goes according to plan, you set me up on the program, and I fail. The program doesn't work. And it's a couple of years later. Do I file again? Well, there's a few different questions. Sometimes we take a different approach. People will sometimes come to me and they want to save their house and not close, but the house has no equity in it. The mortgage payment is astronomical. The amount that they would have to pay in a bankruptcy case to get caught up on the mortgage. And I look at them and I say, you can rent the same house for half of what you're going to have to pay to save it. Right. And then they tell me, well, I've got this repair and this is broken. And I'll sometimes encourage them to just let it go and start over but they're insistent on, I can do this and I, I want to file a bankruptcy. So they do file only a year later to say, Eric, you were right. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't do this. And I'm not going to put it in their face, but we see what options are available for us. Can we convert it to another bankruptcy case? Or if the Chapter 13 case gets dismissed, there are some limited abilities to refile a case and you might not have as much protection in a next case, but Many times we don't just turn around and file the next day. Okay. Sometimes we have people that filed bankruptcy, they got their discharge and they moved on with their life and things were getting better, and then the economy goes down the tubes and it's maybe five years later, four years later, and they find that uh, they're out of work, they have bills, and they need to file bankruptcy again. Yeah. And in a Chapter 7 context, if they received a discharge in a Chapter 7 case within the last eight years, we can't do another Chapter 7 but we'd be able to do a chapter 13 for them. So again, it all depends on the circumstance and we have to take a, a look at all the surrounding factors, but just because somebody filed bankruptcy before doesn't mean that they can't do it again. Yeah. And there's, there's always options available. We're, we're coming up against the end of the show. Last question I got for you. Am I gonna lose my job? My, my employer finds out? No, there's bankruptcy code provisions that prevents uh, discrimination based on bankruptcy. And I know we're running out of time, but I've had people that came to me because they were a military contractor or they were in the military and they were told that they were facing loss of the security clearance because of their debt. And their CEO told them, go file bankruptcy. Okay. And that helped clear away the issues and they kept their job and no problems. Listen, this has been amazing. A ton of knowledge to put out there. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, again, quickly, people want to get a hold of you. What's the best way? Best way is to call the office at 413-568-3900. Beautiful. And I know you're going to give a little something special away to our listeners. I am. If uh, somebody calls and they mention that they heard me on your show, we will give them a $100 discount off the legal fees. Beautiful. I thank you so much. Guys, again, it's Steve Ravithis here. If you have any real estate-related questions, buying, selling, investing, uh, please feel free to reach out to me and my team, 413-998-7466. 413-998-7466. Thanks so much uh, for listening to Your Real Estate Resource. I'm Steve Ravithis. We'll see you next time.